Hello everybody, welcome to Dragon Digest. I'm Braden Johnson, and with me today I have Casey Houlihan. Hello. And Mr. Crowther. Hello. Uh, Mr. Crowther, do you want to um, tell everybody uh, what you do at Lake Orion? Uh, well, I guess I would start by saying I'm a math teacher. Uh, I teach in the math department. Uh, I've been in the department, this is my 18th year at Lake Orion High School. Um, and as a math teacher, I'm certified to teach any math class, but primarily I teach uh, the Honors Advanced Algebra course um, and AP Statistics. And then I also teach a class called Strategy Game Design. That's a fun class. Is it? Is it? Yes. What, do you, what do you do in that class? Well, I mean, Casey can, can talk about it too, but um, basically the first, the first quarter of the class students are learning about games they're like um i'm a i guess i should qualify by saying i'm a giant geek um <laughs> and uh and and unabashedly so so um i love playing games uh card games and especially tabletop board games um and the games that i enjoy playing the most are, are games that most people probably haven't heard of so um the games that that we play and that we create in that class um, are not your typical family style game like like sorry or monopoly <laughs> yeah or uno they're they're significantly more complex um, and the idea is that first quarter that students need to learn about those types of games before they can create that type of game so for the first the first quarter we learn about mechanisms within the games uh, not every single one because there's like a list that 150 mechanisms that are in board games but um, we learn about the mechanisms and then we play games quite a bit. Like we, we probably spend about six weeks, seven weeks just playing lots and lots of different games. When you yeah. say like unique games that people like don't have it heard of or whatever, can you, can you give some examples? Um, <laughs> yeah, I can give lots of examples. Um, <laughs> but the, the ones that people would be most likely to come across like at, at a Target or a Walmart or something like that would be like Settlers of Catan or- <laughs> I love Catan. Yeah, it's a great game. Uh, <laughs> Ticket to Ride. Um, there's, uh, I'm not a huge fan of, of the game, but like uh, Disney Villainous is another game mm -hmm. that's been pretty popular recently. Um, so games like that, um, they're becoming more and more mainstream, uh, especially since uh, the Big Bang Theory show was on the air. Because they played a lot of actual real games. I know, um, Catan, that was like one that you, the, like the first one you said, my uncle, like last Christmas, two years ago, I think it was, mentioned the game and it was like one of the most, like the best selling games, the highest selling games. And me and my mom were like, no, I've yeah. never even heard of that. <laughs> yeah. um, and then we were like, at the very beginning of quarantine, we were watching Parks and Rec and they started, they like were playing Catan on one of the guy's birthdays or whatever. And we were like, oh my God, it's that game that uh my uncle mentioned so we bought it and then the entirety of quarantine like that's like all we did like every night it was like okay let's play Catan. yeah <laughs> it's a good game it's especially it i think Catan is a good game for people who really like monopoly there's a, there's a lot of similarities in in that you've got the different income except it's the the game isn't necessarily about just destroying everyone else and making <laughs> everyone else go bankrupt um it's really about kind of working different angles and making sure that that the income that you get in those resources that that you think about well, where do you want to place your your settlements and where do you want to place your cities and, and your roads and, and how do you want to expand your empire 
as opposed to just let's roll dice and move around the board and hopefully <laughs> get lucky. Yeah, it's, and, it's uh, definitely more strategy than luck. Well, yeah, it, it boils down to decision-making, right? In Catan, there's lots and lots of different decision points, where in Monopoly, there's not. And that kind of is the type of game that I like to play. I like to play games where the decisions matter. Yeah. <laughs> right. And, uh, speaking of Monopoly, how do you feel about Monopoly? Uh, it's the worst <laughs> game ever created. I, th I, I will never play the game Monopoly again in my entire life. I hate it that much. <laughs> it, it ruins friendships. <laughs> it's just not, well, and realistically, like Monopoly was good for what it was 100 years ago, right? <laughs> but like we, we generally don't listen to classical music and go, oh, this is my jam. You know, you go, man, this is, this is really good. And, and it's it, like, it, it brings us into the, the history of music. But when you play a hundred year old board game and go, this is the greatest thing ever invented. It, it's <laughs> like saying that classical music is the greatest mu music ever, ever made. Right. Like I, I think most people would much rather listen to contemporary music than, than the, the classics. Uh, I've yeah, seen true. classic music. Uh, it has been making a comeback. Like I know, like I was li listening to uh, classic music on the bus once, and my buddy's like, "You listen to like Beethoven or whatever?" It's like whatever I was listening yeah, to. Yeah, it's like it's it's good. It's it's nice to like oh, listen yeah. to every now and again. And you know what? I really like. I really like, um, like symphonic music where they take new age music and redo it like symphonically, especially oh, yeah. like like. Again, giant geek, but like um, I would love to see uh, like Final Fantasy VII Symphony like show or the Chrono Trigger oh. uh, mm -hmm. symphonic show. That would be phenomenal. I've heard those are those have very good scores in their games. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, and, and again, it kind of kind of dates myself a little bit right, with Chrono <laughs> Trigger and Final Fantasy VII, but um, I don't mind. <laughs> I mean video games <laughs> right yeah. i mean they don't i mean people play video games forever and ever like and people especially like nostalgic people will go back and play old games it, like doesn't matter how old they are but then that'll introduce like their friends or like newer people to like playing those games too so i feel like saying like a game is like dated is kind of um i don't know how relevant like that is like as like a term for that kind of stuff because things always just come back like over and over. Yeah, Monopoly won't come back as far as, far <laughs> as <I'm concerned. laughs> to, to bring that full circle. It's but time to reinvent Monopoly. <laughs> um, like, well, <laughs> some people have tried. The, the biggest issue, like I said, is, is for me is lack of decisions. Um, and then people don't play Monopoly b on, based on the rules. Um, there's so many house rules that people just <laughs> think that this is how you're supposed to play because someone taught them that. But if you actually read the rules, you most people don't actually play Monopoly by the, the yeah. rules in the box. I, I've, I've gotten into so many fights with people over, like, house <laughs> rules of different games. Monopoly's one. Uno is another one where oh people God, have yeah. a lot of, like, house rules and, like, different ways of playing it. And so every time I go to play Uno with anybody, I have to make them teach me because I don't want to be like oh that's a rule and then have them be like what yeah so what, what <laughs> house no rules are you playing by exactly yeah or even like games like euchre like like we can talk about euchre <laughs> oh, because, oh, yeah. because we're in michigan, michigan right? yeah but um you know like oh, do you so play big. farmer sand do you play screw the dealer like like all of it like what like do you, uh, you just have to know like can you um Partner's Best, you guys, have you played the Partner's Best variant? You know that one? No. I'm pretty sure I've, I've only ever played variant. normal Euchre. <laughs> yeah. I know, I have never even heard of, like, the variants of yeah, Euchre before. I've only heard, like, Euchre tournaments. Like, in Boy Scouts, we'll have Euchre tournaments, and we're just, like, it'll just, like, well, it'll be tournament style. It's in the name. Mm -hmm. And, like, there's only one version of Euchre in Boy Scouts that everybody knows to play. And the most common thing is, like, you want to play Euchre? It's just, like, 
almost every day at a camp out or something like that. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, and so I, I like to introduce my students and, and I'm, I'm, I'm a coach too. I, I don't think I mentioned that, but I've coached multiple sports pretty much the, every year I've been here. I've been coaching at least one sport. Um, but especially like for track and cross country where we have a lot of downtime, I like to introduce uh, the track and cross country athletes to, to smaller, shorter games like coup. Um, <laughs> did we play coup when? I don't believe so. That doesn't sound familiar. I've heard of that one. I've, I've at least played it once, but I don't even like remember like what it was. There's or, like, like a free app version it. for it. It's awesome. Really? Yeah. So you can you can like, I've had people coming. Oh yeah, I played cool. I played it on an app. It's really good. Um, but that's really quick and fun, and you get to lie and <laughs> <laughs> and you can lie and win. And you can tell the truth and win. It it's Ooh, pretty fun. It sounds like my kind of game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I do know what a coup is. Is it based just on that? Um, not, not, not really. It's there's a couple different versions of it, a couple, couple different themes. Um, but essentially, everybody has two cards, and they're they're face down or at least unknown to everybody else. And they each have a role, and each role allows uh, characters to take a certain action. And you could say, oh, well, for example, I'm the Duke, and the Duke allows people to take three coins. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, I do know this game, actually. I think I've seen it on, like, the internet or something like that. Right. But you can just claim that you're the Duke and take three coins unless someone challenges you. And and people, re like, really have to wait. <laughs> do I challenge them because I don't think they're the Duke? Or do I let this pass and let them lie? Do I have to try to catch them in a lie somehow? Um, <laughs> there's, like, a lot of different, like, levels to the it's almost like inception levels right like mm -hmm. okay they said this and then they said this and then they said this and oh man i have no idea you're lying <laughs> um that's a fun game like students tend to really like that game and it usually plays anywhere from 15 to 20 minutes so um i can teach it quickly and and then my my students can play you know five six times in a row <laughs> if they have like a long time between events that attract me that's pretty cool i knew it sounded familiar uh right before quarantine started i remember during the third quarter of the school year uh my lunch table friends got really into that game and they played it every single day at lunch i wonder if, if they were were they track athletes or um, they maybe in my class do you know i mean they could have been in your class they definitely could have been in your class <laughs> i know none of them were athletes though for sure okay. <laughs> Uh, all right well i know there's more to you though than just like you know just board game design yeah you obviously. mentioned um track and stuff how how's all that going well this is a weird year um i've been uh i've been a track coach pretty much since my first year here i took three years off i started as a girls coach and then uh stopped coaching track for a few years and then came back as a as a boys coach um and i've been coaching the boys and now i think this will be my 11th 11th year 12th year but obviously like last spring we didn't have a season mm -hmm. yeah. um, so we're uh we're getting started up pretty quick uh we were supposed to start on the 15th of this month uh but that got pushed back to the 22nd by the mhsaa mm -hmm. um so we're kind of gearing up we're we're really not too sure what we have right um because we lost that entire season um i have no idea what this year's sophomore class is like at all in terms of being track athletes so um, yeah you have like half the school who might want to do track and you just don't know 
like any of them or like their skills or like yeah well and, and like and there's a so with the boys uh the there's generally a big jump from freshman to sophomore year in terms of speed i coach the sprinters um like because you're talking about the difference between a 14 15 year old boy and a 15 16 year old boy and that one year make, make a big big difference mm-hmm. um and, and with the girls too it, it can it can make a huge difference but so we don't know this year's juniors how they would have competed last year as sophomores and we have no idea what we have coming in as freshmen because they didn't run in eighth grade either so we we tend to do a lot of local scouting and like encouraging athletes at the eighth grade level hey let's make sure that we were running track freshman year um you know i'm coach crowther i'm coach ford i'm coach hatch and and we make connections with these kids and we weren't able to do that either right so so we don't even really know who's coming out we don't know if our ninth grade class is a good class an average class a poor class um obviously at lake Orion, they're not a poor class right because <laughs> the track program but um but yeah we we're we're in an interesting situation in terms of trying to plan the season and figure out what we have as a as a team and uh we've got a pretty good track program um in the the 10 11 years i've been coaching with uh with mr ford most most people probably don't know coach ford anymore he used to be a pe teacher here but um mm-hmm. i think we've only lost one dual meet in that entire wow. time and uh i think we tied one dual meet but we we're, we've basically been undefeated for like eight or nine straight years and at least in the league um we we've won a state championship so um we have we generally have a pretty good track program and it's going to be interesting to see like and realistically rebuild that program because uh like i said we don't really know what we've got this year at all right it's, it's fun like like everyone's <laughs> getting geeked up for it we have a meeting meeting tomorrow so this is going out today right like yeah it's going out live oh, but yeah, yeah uh tomorrow at three o'clock for the for anyone in school tomorrow we're, we're having a preseason meeting and then also another one on wednesday for the people that that are in school on wednesday so come yeah. on out and learn about track if you're interested <laughs> come see us we want to meet you that's really awesome that you guys get to like at least hope for the start of another season this year. Yeah. I have a lot of uh friends uh who are all upperclassmen. So mm-hmm. but they're all like already like preparing and getting ready and like starting to like work out and exercise to prepare themselves for the track season. Yeah, or whatever sport, right? Like baseball, golf, uh, soccer, um mm-hmm. you know, whatever's going on in soft softball, I don't think like everyone's excited because none of us got that spring season last year yeah it's yeah it was really disappointing i still remember that like i think it was the which is it's coming up with like almost a whole year now when yeah, everything Casey got canceled. Talking about that before we went on air oh yeah <laughs> like, i'm not gonna lie i don't really remember anything that happened five minutes ago <laughs> <laughs> like uh what was it the 11th i believe was the day that wednesday that everything started to get canceled yep. everything was like canceling um yeah. i was doing winter percussion um i i was doing that and they canceled the world finals uh that day they canceled like pretty much everything it was all over the news that everything was like getting canceled yeah. and i know me and my friends everyone was like freaking out but that was the day that i think everybody knew that like we were going to start shutting down everything and i feel like the next day of school it was just a day of mourning i was walking through the hallways and i was seeing everybody whose seasons and sports and like activities got canceled and they're all like 
moping around the school yeah. and i was i was one of them too i i it, that day was a blur like i couldn't even tell you i was like halfway through my fourth hour in ap physics and miss collins was talking and i was like oh i don't even know what happened today yeah <laughs> yeah i believe it it was it was a weird day for sure it was a very dark day i remember that and everybody everybody was just talking about uh like whether or not we're going to get shut down and like yeah i can definitely place a really good bet like the teachers were feeling it too and all the staff and everyone was feeling it too not just the students oh definitely i like i was i i thought that even so we as teachers had to come in that friday um and you guys had had class canceled but we had to come in on friday and i remember talking to teachers and and i was like yeah so we're gonna like shut things down for a couple of weeks and we're gonna flatten the curve and we're gonna be back and <laughs> be back to normal <laughs> and that i remember um I think it was Mr. Powell, his wife is a nurse. And, and we were, actually it was funny, it was, there was four of us sitting around playing Catan. And, um, <laughs> and we were just talking and, and Mr. Powell said, he's like, no, nah, my wife says like, this is way worse than, than what people think it is. He's like, I don't think we're coming back this year. And I went, you're out of your mind. You gotta be kidding me. We're gonna, like, we're gonna be done. He's like, I, yeah. She's like, she said, this is really, really way worse than than what anyone can imagine at this point. Right. And and she was right because we didn't come back. It was that was and I kept but I kept waiting. I kept holding out. I was like, we're coming back, we're coming back, we're coming back. I was amazed <laughs> when we tried to come back in the second quarter because it was yeah. like what there's like everything was getting worse at that point because it was like early november <laughs> and like the levels were starting to rise and rise and rise yeah and i was so confused why we were even going to try to come back for like a week what was it three days that everybody got back i think yeah. both yep. sides uh, both, both got three days both yeah. sides yeah. got three days and then we were back to virtual and i was just so confused why they even attempted it and yeah, didn't just wait till the third quarter i think a lot of people were pretty confused why we even <laughs> attempted that but um it, it was what it was right like yeah. the the grand experiment that like that week i had so many kids out on on quarantine um like that either had covid or had covid exposures like i i had one class i got i got four or five kids on the same day that said um yeah i'm wow. quarantined and i was like and none of them even sat by each other none of them were friends they were all they were five separate like like outbreaks oh, or whatever right. like, that's, holy that's cow. really odd yeah, yeah. And i, I mean, was like and we're coming back right now this is insane <laughs> it, was, it was everywhere like especially in november wasn't that like i remember it was like really really bad in november and yeah. like yeah. it was like fine up until that point so like in like the like two months before that it was understandable when everyone's like oh you're coming back in november and then november came and i was like what <laughs> right um yeah. but i do i do like the hybrid schedule i'm glad we're back now I'm glad things are working out right now. Um, you I, like the hybrid? I, I do like the hybrid. I, I miss my friends on the other side of the alphabet, but it's not like I'd see them anyways. <laughs> um, and I like having the days off in between. Having a three-day weekend every weekend is pretty nice, too. Yeah. See, I think that's kind of a misnomer, though, because th the reality is you're not supposed to have a day off. You're supposed to like have a day you're not in school. Well, yeah. But, um, I mean, I, I understand th the sentiment, but I think a lot of a lot of people kind of are think that way it's like oh well i don't have anything to do today and um as, as teachers we've we've basically been instructed no you're supposed you're supposed to have something I mean, asynchronous. yeah it's, it's yeah. homework I, I in my head I, I i do homework on the weekend on a normal school like thing is yeah. it just it just feels like that it still feels like the weekend because i'm at home yeah yeah i i personally and and i don't want to speak for every single teacher but i would i would much rather be 
all online or all face to face. I the, the yeah. hybrid is. Rough. I mean, that's un- really uh, that's understandable for teachers because you guys have the two different groups of kids and you don't remember what you did with each one. Yeah. And yeah. Well, and I teach four different classes, so you got like eight classes basically I've, going uh, on. Yeah. Oh, that's good. I have eight, eight different things going on every day. Yikes. And <laughs> yeah, and there's, like, totally different groups of students, too. I'm sure, like, in, like, the class atmosphere for each is probably different as well, even oh, yeah. if it's the same hour of the day. Yep. Uh, I, I just, I cannot imagine how confusing that has to be sometimes. Like, I've had multiple teachers be, like, like at the very beginning of class, like, did we do this? Did we do this last time? We oh, were so here? it's not just me? Yeah, no, it's no, not no. just you. <laughs> it's like a lot of it's teachers. It's like, it's pretty much every teacher, I yeah. feel like, has that where they, like, do something. Or, like, they'll try and, like, redo something that they already did earlier that day. Like, I was in my language arts class, and my teacher was telling us about how she already took her class, her, only her third hour to get books, but the rest of her class is uh, on, like, today. Uh, needed to go get them, and she was just so confused about <laughs> <laughs> how that happened. I, uh, Mr. Rodia told me a story one time where he was, he said, yeah, so I was in my class, and I was telling a story about something that happened in class to the class that it happened to. Oh, that rough. Yeah, yeah, I was like, I believe it. I believe it. Yeah, and of course, of course, no, none of the students would have, like, spoken up about it until, like, he was until done after, talking. Yeah, and he's like, oh, you know? isn't that what Sam did? Like, <laughs> and he's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's, it's tough. It's tough. Yeah. At least we are, like, seeing each other, like, just a little bit in face-to-face. Yeah. I mean, like, I – because from my own personal experience as a student during the virtual stuff, it was so hard to, like, learn, and it definitely felt like I wasn't getting a proper education through, like, uh, just online stuff especially when I was taking auto tech that you don't, you cannot do it hands-on class. Yeah, that'd be tough. Online. Oh yeah. That'd be tough. Cause he would just like have the, the phone camera right there and it would be like, Oh, shaky and blurry. And you <laughs> cannot see the car. You don't even know like what so you're this looking little at. piece right here. What, what are you yeah. talking about? Mr. Fromm? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I do like appreciate the effort that the teachers and uh, even the superintendents, like I, I appreciate that they tried uh, like during this beginning of second quarter, just because I, it kind of shows like there is uh like a thought or at least a try to get kids back in school because there is a sentiment that um like mental health of the students are, is going down and i wouldn't be surprised if it's the same on the teachers and too if they're struggling with the online stuff as well teaching the class yeah i mean i again i don't want to speak for everybody but um i'm kind of one of those people that just kind of puts my my chin down and and just plows forward and and does what they have to do um and i actually i knowing that we were probably going to be either hybrid or remote at the beginning of the year i actually took uh classes this summer i took some grad classes on on remote learning and and using um different sorts of resources to try to give myself a little bit of a foot forward so that if we were remote or if we were some sort of hybrid that i would at least have some familiarity with some technologies that I could use and it helped for sure um but uh but yeah like I I would I would rather be one or the other right like yeah. mm-hmm. it, it's um and and I I hope I hope that before the end of the year um depending on on numbers and and CDC guidelines and whatnot that that we'll have um all students in in every class every day um I, I think we're trying to get there i uh, again i don't know i i just work here i don't make decisions <laughs> but um but i think i think that that is the ultimate goal um i don't know if that will necessarily be 
you know, full seven, seven fifteen to two thirty-five right. all day, including lunch. But uh, I think the goal is to to have all students in class every day. That would be nice. That would be so. <laughs> that that would be really nice. <laughs> 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 be crowded though. I wonder how they would like handle just getting food and stuff. Just because well, I, like I th my guess is that if they did that. Um, it would be like late start Wednesday every day. Probably, yeah. Mm -hmm. So that they wouldn't have to do lunch. Yeah, um, and then, I mean, I'd, I I would like that. Still sleep in. <laughs> get, that, <laughs> get that extra, like, what, half an hour hour to an hour, like, of just rest. Well, at least, at least, right? Because yeah. it's starting at 940 instead of 730. Like, I would imagine you'd be able to get, well, you'd probably stay up later, right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> it depends on the day, really. My my big thing is that I um, I drive to the school. I live like twenty minutes away, uh -huh. so I have to get up like really early to get here on time. So it, I just prefer having school start <laughs> later for that reason alone. Yeah. Because there's a big difference between waking up at like five a.m. compared to waking up at seven. You oh, know. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like, there's a there's About a, a big difference between that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. And, and, you know, the, uh, what's interesting is the way that our system's set up. Like, I've got a teenage daughter. I've got a, my, my daughter's actually a ninth grader at oh. Dakota High School. She would have gone here, but um, we moved out that way. Mm -hmm. and, um, uh, my, but, and when I was a teenager, too, like, your, your natural, like, sleep patterns are different than when you're in middle school. I'm not sure. Even when mm -hmm. you're an adult. Um, I, re I remember as a teenager, like not being able to fall asleep until midnight, just, I couldn't fall asleep. Right. Um, even though I wasn't doing anything and then having to get up at five o'clock in the morning and, and going to school. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm, yeah. I remember back in the channel one news days when like in like middle school during star oh, classes, when we'd yeah. watch those, they like had multiple studies and like reviews, like and interviews with like, uh, schools and classes and like people who like went to school later as like teenagers and stuff and how much they like preferred it and yeah. everything. And I remember everybody was always just like, oh man, why doesn't, why doesn't like Orion do that? <laughs> I'm so tired all the time. And <laughs> yeah. and now, now, now it's here for better or for worse, you know, we get to sleep in. So that's, that's the one bright, uh, bright side to it all. I, no, I think, I think it's definitely a good thing uh, for you know, the, the teenage brain, like it's just not everyone's built the same way, but it's kind of yeah. how, how like the, the teenage brain operates, mm -hmm. um, and, and their natural circadian rhythms. So, um, I kind of like that because generally, you know, seven o'clock in the morning, seven thirty in the morning when I'm teaching, you know, AP statistics at, at seven, <laughs> it's like, Oh my gosh, these uh, kids aren't even mm -hmm. you know, awake yet. <laughs> um, and now when, when they're coming in at, you know, nine thirty actually my AP statistics is second hour, right? So they come in 11 o'clock or whatever. Um, they're good to go. They're good. Yeah, so definitely yeah. way more tuned into classes now than oh, I yeah. was uh, last year, like a year ago. Definitely because like I, I get sleep. Uh, <laughs> I, I get, and since I get sleep and I get to go to school later, I also get to eat breakfast and I get to like be like a person by the time I get to school, you know? Because sometimes when you like would wake up super early, or like if you try to like scrap that like tw extra 20 minutes together like by sleeping in a little bit longer than you're supposed to <laughs> then you're rushing around then the house in the yeah and you're just you get to school and you're essentially just a zombie yeah and like i remember 
Uh, I had AP Physics first hour for the first quarter last year, um, and I was just not there the entire time I was in that class. Like, I could not tell you what happened every day. I would like leave the class and I'd be like, oh, no. Yeah, so <laughs> you're a senior, right? Mr. Yeah, I'm, I'm a senior. In We're case both you're a senior too, right? Exactly, yeah. So as a senior, here's what I would recommend. I, you can't necessarily always make this work, but next year in college do not register for 8 a.m classes that's that's what i hear that's <laughs> what i hear every time <laughs> luckily i ain't going to college what what are you doing <laughs> i'm just gonna go to like a like a just a trade school, trade school. one year a trade school yeah make it easy on myself are you, you gonna do like a specs hour type thing you going to uh no i'm going to a motion picture institute it's a film school down in troy okay yeah it's not like a you know electricians or whatever which is usually what people think when you say oh i'm going to a trade school it's like oh you're gonna be an architect or an electrician it's like no i'm just gonna film <laughs> no, it's it's. Uh, I mean, I th I can't remember, but I think you and I talked about that a little bit last year, maybe yeah. even the year before, right? Probably. Like talking about like Kevin Smith and like his path and. Wait, which one was Kevin Smith? Kevin Smith is uh, his first movie was Clerks. I don't think I've seen that one. Well, it's a great story. Like he he actually he basically maxed out all of his credit cards. Like took out all like. $35,000 in credit cards made a, a black and white movie on, on film. Oh, that's um, so cool. <laughs> and it blew up. It was phenomenal. Uh, and it wasn't necessarily a box office success, but it put his name on the map. It, it won some awards like uh, um, I don't know, some film festival stuff, some bigger stuff. And, oh, and I, that, I bet. Yeah. That led to uh, like Chasing Amy and Mall Rats and Clerks and then yeah. Clerks 2. And, mm -hmm. and he's... he's um, do you know the Jay and Silent Bob movies? That definitely sounds familiar. Is so like he's he's Silent Bob from Jay and Silent Bob, okay. basically. And he's he's a big comic. He's actually uh, very similar to me. He's a <laughs> giant geek. He's into board games and comic books and video games and that sort of stuff. So um, I've kind of followed his career path. That's cool. Mm -hmm. Not obviously, I'm a teacher right. now, not yeah. a film. film right, maker. right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, people can do some crazy stuff if they like really set their mind to it. So. Yeah, like you yeah. got like. No matter his, what you choose to do, his entire like, like production crew and like cast was all all his buddies essentially. Like that's that the best way to make a movie at all. It's just like you just get your friends, tell them to do this, and because it's more comfortable, you just get straight away into the making the thing. Yeah, you you'd like it. In, in Clerks, actually, the original Clerks, there was a um, a, a scene where they they essentially talked about um, how people working on the Death Star knew what they were getting into, so like them getting blown up by the rebel forces like was essentially their own fault um, <laughs> you know like they signed up for it type thing um he's got he's a really good um he, he writes really interesting dialogue so if if you're into doing some film study uh, yeah are you 17 yet uh yeah i'm 17 i'm watching rated our movies uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> well I, I i did watch a rated r movie recently called clockwork orange hated it so that's much. a weird Have one it? that's it's, a weird one it's just not good <laughs> we, we, I don't. Know, I don't think we can talk about it on this show just because there's some of the content in there. But have you seen it, Braden? No. The it only R-rated movie I've seen is Deadpool. Yeah, yeah. that's a good one too. That is a good one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> really into superhero movies, you know. Who is it? Most that's people. true. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It, it's so mainstream now, which is really funny. Just how like uh, superheroes became such a, like a nerdy or geeky thing back when they first came out. But then now they're just mainstream thing. It's like, yeah. you don't like superheroes? What? Geek culture is just popular. Like, it really is. I, like, I, when I was in high school, I was a closet nerd. Yeah? Like, yeah. Right. Like, I was totally geeky. Like, I I played D&D &D <laughs> and, like, 
watched nerdy movies and like comic books and read fantasy novels and that sort of stuff. Um, I was on the debate team. Oh, but uh, oh, oh. <laughs> but I also was on the football team and the track team and like the basketball team. So, uh, so generally, I was just like, oh, I can't let people know people know that yeah. I'm actually a dork. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the thing about that kind of stuff is that there's a reason people like it, and yeah. so once people like discover it and realize, like, oh yeah, there's a reason that people like this thing that I thought was weird. Then that's like when things start to get popular. I think is it's because just fun. Yeah, yeah. That's that's the point of like that's the that's the whole point of like shows and movies and books and like co- like just content and media and like art and stuff. It's to be entertaining. It's to make people like enjoy it. it it's so that people like will see it and be like, oh yeah, this is really cool. I like this. Yeah. Don't yuck at anybody else's yum. You exactly. Know? Exactly. I like that. Yeah. Like I feel like. Uh, if you see something and like it's popular, I feel like there's like this like weird mindset that people have where like this is popular, so it must be bad. <laughs> and like <Pictures>. I don't, <laughs> I don't fully understand that like thing, or like people don't like the other people who like the thing. But like in my opinion, it's always like worth checking out at the least. Maybe you oh won't yeah, like it, yeah. but it's like if people like this thing that much, then there has to be like a reason for it. Yeah, heck yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and so going back to what we, we talked about with the games, when, when students play games in my class, I tell them all the time, it's like the games that you're playing in my class are essentially the popularity contest winners. They're ranked really, really highly on, on a website called Board Game Geek. Yeah. And, but I say, listen, just because they're really highly rated doesn't mean that you're going to like them. Like not everyone's going to like every single game that's out there. Like the, the, the best game in the world right now, the most high, highly rated game in the world um, on this, this website, Board Game Geek, has an average rating, I, I think, of like 8.8 8 out of 10, right? So that's the best ranking in the world. Number one is 8.8. 8. <laughs> so that means that there were a lot of people who didn't put 10, Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. they didn't say this is the, the greatest thing that I've ever played. Um, and, and so not everything's for everyone, right? Yeah. So. So you don't have to like everything that is popular, but at least give it a shot. And if you don't like it, then you don't have to do it anymore. You don't have to give it another give it another go. But there you go. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. It, it is weird though. Like things raised to popularity, and I think part of like the sentiment of like oh people they start hating on them is just because it rises to popularity, and then it I think it stems out like the fandoms that are behind these things. Like people see the people who like these things and go oh, yikes! That's a big yikes for me. Mm-hmm. Like. And I, I know, like, uh, back in middle school when Undertale was a thing. Uh, this, this is going to be it? Undertale. It's Do you a know video, video game? game. Have you heard of it? No. I, I think you'd like it. You'd enjoy it a lot. Okay. Yeah. You should check it out. It, um, it's an indie game made by, like, one dude, but then it got really, really, really popular oh, online. yeah, totally So fine. after that, it got, like, so popular online, there's a lot of people who did not like it. Well, like Among yeah. Us this year. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, it, yeah, it's basically that, but I feel like it stems from more of like a, like a niche like fan base yeah. <laughs> more than anything. Um, yeah. Undertale, it's called? Yeah. yeah. I'm going to have to look it up. Oh, you will. <laughs> uh, yeah, like that's definitely a more relevant thing, like Among Us or even like uh, things like Fortnite. Oh, yeah, that yeah. one too. That was another one that people like really liked, and then some people just didn't because it was so popular. Yeah. I didn't like it because I'm no good at those types of games. Right. Yeah. I mean, th- it is kind of like an interesting premise, though. Like, I know Frank gets like a lot of uh, hate, but it's like 
you go around and you're just trying to be the best. It's basically like uh, hung Minecraft Hunger Games. Like, uh, I've never, I've never played that, but I, I know it's YouTube like one of those things. Is people play it because it's fun. Yeah. That's the, that's the whole reason. And like, Here's obviously, like you said, you're not, you don't like those kinds of games. It's like, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. yeah. But it doesn't stop other people from liking it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I know you mentioned, uh, you play uh, Final Fantasy. I've even uh, keeping up on those because I know those are a bit more of a niche thing and not, it's not as popular. Um. Yeah. I mean, so. In, in terms of video games, I grew up on JRPGs. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So so I really like the continuation of them. Um, you know, I I grew up on the Dragon Warrior, Dragon Quest games, the Final Fantasy games, um, and, and so most of the games I really really enjoyed were the, those um, Japanese RPGs, like the Japanese style RPG games. Yeah. So um, that's that's what I just played a lot of and what I what I enjoyed. And then the sports games like like the Madden and the NCAA and and MLB the game and that sort of stuff too but um, when it came down to it when I went to play video games I went in for the long haul like so I, I would turn on whatever system was you know cool at the time whatever I had and play a game for six to eight hours and I like I liked the the RPGs because there was level progression and there's a story so essentially you're oh, playing yeah. you know playing the characters and following a story and, and kind of learning about that as you go and i actually found out i realized um a few years back i was not a big history person like i'm i'm still not a huge history <laughs> person um i'm not great with dates and i'm not great with names yeah. uh, but what i realized is that i love stories um i i loved literature i loved writing um but i didn't like memorizing like dates and names and that sort of thing but um yeah, I, I realized that if, if I would have been taught history in, in the form of a story, mm -hmm. I probably would have absolutely loved it. I feel like that these days, it's kind of how it's like told. I feel like um, once I was in like eighth grade, Hamilton got popular. Um, and like that was like a story and that was history and it was like real. Yeah. And everybody was always talking about it. And I feel like from there, that's when I f uh, a lot of like, history that I was taught at least was like in story form. So I always thought that was really interesting. But like the memorization stuff's like awful. I know a lot of people don't like history for that reason alone. Oh, yeah. But I the, the the truth about history is that it's literally it has story in the title of the subject. <laughs> yeah, it's true. a story. It's the story of like the world, you know? Oh yeah. It, it's really interesting. Like when it's when you're not being presented history through like school and you have to do a bunch of paper for it's really interesting. Like I binge watch a bunch of YouTube videos about like World War Two, the Civil War, all the like the like big name wars. And it was really interesting because mm -hmm. it was it was a lot like uh, like Lord of the Rings or uh, just like a bunch of other like even like Legend of Zelda those kinds of stories yeah. and it was just really interesting to see uh, just like how interesting history could be when you don't have to memorize things or do paperwork for it right well how interconnected things can be right like um, so so interesting story about about me when I first went to college I actually went to college I always wanted to be a teacher but I initially wanted to be an English teacher because I, wa I loved lit. I wanted to teach lit, but I didn't want to teach writing. Um, <laughs> I, didn't I didn't want to grade writing. Um, so, uh, but, but yeah, like I wanted to be an English teacher. I, I love English. And in fact, I, I, in my game design class, I, I use the analogy of plot and I take plot and compare it to playing a board game um, and, and how each game itself has a story. Um, and there's a beginning, a middle, and you know the the rising action, the 
um, the climax, that sort of thing. So uh, do, you rem do you remember the poem, the Mary Had a Little Lamb? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. That's a classic <laughs> right there. <laughs> yeah, if you want if you want to hear the, the updated version of Mary Had a Little Lamb, you got to take my uh, my strategy game design class because uh, <laughs> I definitely knocked that one out of the park. Yeah. I don't think I remember that. I'll remind you after because yeah. I don't want to give it away. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> got to leave him on the note of take strategy uh, game design. Yeah, heck yeah. Take strategy yeah. game design. Oh, yeah, it's a really fun class. I'd recommend it, especially to seniors who just like need a math credit or whatever, just to pass class. Yeah. Even it's just to graduate. It's yeah. math-related, right? It's it not, is math-related. It's not a pure math class. We don't yeah. like do formulas and stuff math like that. Enough. Like, if you want to yeah. get into it, I'll get into the formulas oh, with you. it's really fun. But... Um, but yeah, it's just about math related and, and logical sequencing. It, yeah. it, in reality, it's an engineering class. It's an engineering class that's um, Fun. hidden. <laughs> it, 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 like, it, it hides uh, you know, an engineering class in, hey, let's play games and make a game. Um, because really, it's all about the engineering design process. It's about reiteration. Um, you design something, you test it, and you fix it, and then you go back to the beginning and, and test it and fix it and test it and fix it until um, you run out of time, essentially, in my class. But in, in the real world, <laughs> yeah. um, you keep going until it's ready for publication, and yeah. then hopefully you make like $100 when, when you sell it because um, there's really not a ton of money in board game design. Um, yeah. There's some, but it's not. Klaus Teuber, the guy who created Catan, filthy rich. Um, <laughs> Alan Moon, guy who invented Ticket to Ride, filthy rich. Um, Popular games. After that, th there's guys that make a living, but not filthy rich. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for um, coming on to Dragon Digest today. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Thanks for us. having me. It was a lot of fun. Oh, it was um, very fun. <laughs> a lot of fun. Yep. I could, I could, I could keep going for hours, but I know we all got places to go. So. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, that's it. Have a great day, everybody. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And thank you, Mr. Crowther, for coming on. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for having me. All right. See everybody later.